Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas, Internet. Welcome to the 10 Things Podcast. My name is Craig Woodson. Alongside me for the ride, sleigh bills jingle jangling around, jolly old Saint Aaron Nicholas. Yeah. How we doing? Man, it is Christmas time. It's Christmas Eve, Christmas to be specific. Uh, welcome into a very special 10 Things. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you're having a great, great Christmas holiday. Hopefully you're not working. Um, if you are having to work, I hope you get off early. I hope you get to go enjoy some time with family soon and uh, anticipate the great arrival of Santa Claus. It is, I don't know if this is weird to say or not, but I almost enjoy Christmas Eve more than Christmas Day. You know, honestly, I'm... It does not sound weird because I'm. I think like from like three o'clock at Christmas Eve until about noon on Christmas Day. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. Um, Christmas Eve, you're anticipating a lot. There's a lot of anticipation. There's a lot of good family time because Christmas morning, you know, you're opening presents and stuff like that. That's amazing. That's great. Yes. It seems like the the more special moments are Christmas Eve. Do you have any Christmas Eve? Special traditions. 100%. Um, when I was younger, we had a ton of them. And that's where, I mean, honestly, Christmas Eve was where, where all the traditions were. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we always do, um, you know, a lot of people will do like a Christmas dinner or something like that. We do a Christmas Eve seafood feast. Yes, you do. And so we do crab legs and shrimp and crab cakes and I just wish I could come to your house for Christmas Eve we've done sometime. steak I mean, sometimes oh. we've done surf and turf we've done gumbo shrimp and grits I mean every year's a little bit different the the staples are always crab legs though um and I, I can't remember when that started I mean, it's been forever ago when that started but uh, yeah always a special time uh do you guys open a gift on Christmas Eve no you don't open anything no that, we have yeah but and sometimes like, oh, let's just wait till Christmas morning. Yeah. We we would always open one gift. Um, it's usually, we know what it is. It's pajamas. Okay. Uh, it's it's pajamas. We always op- open pajamas. Now that you say that, I think as a kid, I do remember getting mom doing that on yeah. Christmas Eve. When when I was a kid, when me and my brother were younger, um, we would exchange our gifts to each other. So like, you know, even as kids, you know, I would go pick out one gift for him. He would pick one for me and we would exchange each other's on Christmas Eve, because on Sun- you know Sunday, Christmas morning, uh, that's Santa stuff. That's mom and dad's gift yeah. to us, so that would be the focus. But on Christmas, and we would always like go in together and get my parents something. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, of course, you know your traditional stuff with stockings and cookies and milk out when you're a kid. Um, we would all, my dad would always read the the uh, the nativity story. Yes, you know. Uh, We'd read "Twas the Night Before Christmas" as a kid, just the whole the whole lot of little traditions on Christmas Eve. It's just it really is just a it's a great time, so it's a good day. Yes, it is. Uh, what about you guys? Have any other traditions that I you guys do? do? I want to save mine though because I'm going to talk about them. Okay. Yeah. So you just put me out there to go ahead and get all mine out of the way. Yeah. Let's see how it works now. <laughs> so today we're talking about the 10 things about Christmas. Um, nothing specific here. Uh, just all the different facts you want to know about Christmas. Um, maybe some facts. Maybe some anecdotes. Maybe just our favorite stuff. There's really a no holds bar here on what we're talking about. 
Um, it's just the best time of the year. Um, it's the most wonderful time of the it's year. It's true. Um, we hope you're enjoying it. I hope you've watched a bunch of the Christmas movies we talked about last week. Um, I know I'm caught up on almost all of them. I've got a couple more I need to watch. But, um, yeah, it's fun. So, Aaron, you're the Christmas king. I would love it if you went number one today. Okay. I just wanted to continue talking about Christmas traditions. Okay. I, I th- it's, a, it's a huge part for most people, I think. Um, it brings back special memories. You got special uh, things that you do at this time of year. And so, you know, Christmas Eve is a lot of fun, but the Christmas traditions, um, for us, we have the uh, a pickle gift. Do you guys do the pickle gift? Are you familiar with the pickle gift? <laughs> I've heard you talking about the pickle gift yeah. over the years. I, <laughs> it makes no <laughs> sense to me at all. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is a thing. I, I know it's a thing. I just don't get it. <laughs> It's kind of like the opening a, a, a gift early is basically what it is. And so if you find the pickle on the tree, you do get to open one gift. And okay, so you've got to just act like I'm stupid and don't fully understand it. There is a pickle on the tree somewhere. A, a pickle ornament. When does it get placed there? Like when you're decorating the tree or does it happen on Christmas Eve? Okay, different people do it different ways. Uh, some people only put it there on Christmas Eve, and then the first person that day to find the the pickle on the tree gets the gift. And so it can be a fun little tradition. Um, do you just get to pick whatever gift you want, or is it a no, specific gift? No, because, I mean, obviously, I mean, you probably want to regulate that. <laughs> yeah. Open up your big gift. So we always have a designated pickle gift um, that we know, you know, it's a smaller little kind of fun thing, you know, okay. that you're going to open. And so I always love getting my pickle gift because I always find the pickle on the tree because I make my wife hide it. So that way I can be the one to, to find it. We don't have kids. So, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So, like, do you say it, the pickle? That's <laughs> a weird sentence. Say the pickle is put on the tree uh, when you decorate the tree. Can you look at it for at any time? I mean, like, are, is it like early December and you're looking for the pickle and you find it and you just have to wait then until Christmas Eve or do you wait until Christmas Eve to look for it? Well, I think different people do it different ways. How do you guys do it? Ours is already on the tree. Okay. So she she put it on there, but I haven't looked for it. So you haven't seen it? No, I've not paid any attention to where it's at. Man, that'd be too tempting. Well, I mean, I already know I'm going to get the pickle gift, so. I mean, okay. I, I would just... I know me. It's more fun when there's more people in the house, you know. It's I, I it's really so. fun. You know, the parents would put the pickle on the tree. and Why it, a pickle, though? Uh, there is a history behind that, and I don't remember what it is, but there is a history. Because <laughs> uh, we heard about this a long time ago, and then we were at a Christmas store, and we saw this bear holding a big pickle. And like, oh, there's the pickle thing. And so we got it, and it had a paper explaining the origins of the pickle on the tree. And it was very impactful, and that's why I don't remember what it is. What it is but, you know, there's that tradition. Um, for us, uh, you know, going to a candlelight Christmas Eve service is always special yeah. for us. Yeah, um, It gives us time, you know, to really reflect on the true meaning of Christmas and why we're celebrating everything to begin with. And so that, that one's probably one of my favorites Christmas morning. Uh, it's always been tradition. Dad will read, you know, the, the Christmas story from Luke chapter two in, in, in the Bible. And so that one's a special one. Christmas Eve, of course, we'll read the twas the night before Christmas. Um, we don't ever really have any great 
food things like you guys do. So yeah. I'm always yeah. jealous of that. That's that's <laughs> great. Um, are you guys in town? Y'all are in town for Christmas, yes, right? Typically, yeah. Um, sometimes we'll travel on Christmas Day after we've opened gift things like that to family up north. In the past, we, you know, we'd take gifts, but there's just something special about getting to open your gifts at home. Yeah. Um, but then one of the things I remember I hated as a kid was after we'd open, it was like we had to rush and do that because yeah. then we had to get on the road and travel right. somewhere and you never yeah. get to play with any of the gifts that you got. Yeah. So in Christmas traditions, I think, is one of the best parts of the Christmas season. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, we do um, on Christmas morning, we, you know, of course, you're opening gifts super early. I don't know anybody that sleeps in on Christmas. Here's one of the things that annoys me now that I'm grown. I'm like, I guess I'm like a kid because I still wake up early. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to get on with the gifts. Oh, yeah. But the the grown women in my life, they... Careful, in, they're, they're listening. They, no, I, I don't... I want to get this changed. They insist <laughs> on putting themselves completely together. Oh, really? Before, I mean, they got to do hair and makeup and all this stuff before we're allowed to open gifts. Oh, wow. And so, I mean, when you happen to wait on someone to fix hair and do makeup and all that stuff, you realize how long it takes some of these women to get ready? <laughs> Somebody um, help me out and tell them that it is acceptable, you know, to just go with your hair all in a mess and go open gifts. Usually, I guess Lauren, she doesn't really take that long. I mean, she will, she'll straighten herself up. That sounds, that's a weird phrase. Please don't anybody tell her I said that. <laughs> she but doesn't I, listen to this, so she'll never. Yeah, she it. doesn't, she's not listening. Um, she will, this will be the this one episode. one time she, she listens. <laughs> uh, but I mean, she'll, she'll put her hair up in a quick bun, messy bun or something like that and just kind of do a once over, you know. No makeup and stuff, though. No, I don't. At least I don't remember her spending a lot of time doing that. Um, we're down pretty quick. I think they're afraid that pictures are going to be snapped of something, and they're going to go on Maybe. the socials, you know, yeah. and everybody going to freak out that they're not put together. Um, we're always now. The big thing is for us now is uh, make sure the coffee is made. Um, so we got to get all our coffee and stuff done first. There's usually the reheating of sausage balls. Um, that's going to be our super early breakfast that morning. Uh, we'll like there's a we'll there's a, a later breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, we have a big breakfast later on in the day. So after with their presents have opened, we do a big breakfast: pancakes and sausage and bacon and eggs. And my brother has a whole bowl of gravy over there, uh, biscuits, the the works. Um, so I'm assuming there's not like a big Christmas dinner then. No, you know we go. Um, you know, usually after breakfast, uh, we will we'll hang out there for a little bit and then we'll go to Lauren's parents, Lauren's family, um, for a big chunk of the rest of the day. And then, um, usually that involves, you know, Christmas lunch of ham or something like that. And then we'll come back. My mom still makes a ham. Um, and so, you know, if we come back over to their house at some point or, you know, we'll munch on some more ham, but, uh, yeah, no Christmas day, there's not a huge emphasis on a big meal other than breakfast. So, um, yeah, traditions are great, man. I mean, I think that's what makes Christmas so special is the traditions. Yes. Um, I think without traditions, it's just another, I think that's what makes it more special than something like, you know, 4th of July or, you know, even something like Easter, you know, I mean, you think, okay, let's, 
let's think about it for a second. Easter and Christmas, both as far as from for religious people like us, people it's of the faith, two big days. Th- those are two major holidays. But Christmas is more special, I think, because of the traditions. Right. You don't have a ton of Easter traditions. I mean, no. you you as a kid, you might hunt eggs or you may have right. a meal together. Uh, you may go to a certain service, but there's something special about the Christmas traditions that kind of makes it. I know I know several people that they do uh, they do Christmas Eve gift, and it's, I guess it's kind of similar to that pickle thing that we do. You know, first person up on in the house that day, you know, that comes and yells, you know, Christmas Eve gift, gets a Christmas Eve gift. So okay, um, me and Lauren are are talking about you know. I, I love traditions. I, I was always that big tradition guy. I'm messing with my mic. That's the noise you're hearing. Um, and so me and Lord have been talking about, you know, some maybe we can start some new traditions or something like that. And one of the things we're thinking about, that the, the tradition I proposed was, because we do stockings for each other every year. And typically the stockings we do are the ones we hang on our, you know, fireplace right. or something. Well, those are pretty, but they're not practical. You know, no. they're always getting, you know, in order for me to cram something in there, I'm poking holes in it and I'm making it. So my proposal was, hey, every year, let's just get each other a, a stocking. Our own, and I'm going to get you a stocking. You're going to get me a stocking and we'll get a new stocking every year for the practical side of stuff. And maybe, you know, 10 years from now, we're looking back at those stockings. And so I think those little traditions that you can kind of come up with are just, they're neat. They're, they're fun. There are things that will stick in your mind, and each family has their own. And again, that's what makes the holiday special, because you're going to look back and you're going to remember things as a kid that you did that's special to you, and you may carry them on and do it with your kids and grandkids and things like that. Yeah, and one thing about traditions, too, I think it's really neat, is that you you may have traditions from when you were a kid, and when you get married, they're bringing traditions from when they were a kid. And suddenly, kind of merge. The, the, yeah, the traditions get married in there. Yes. And out of that produce new traditions that your kids will have. Yes. And when they meet their spouse, they'll combine yeah. with something else. And so it's an ever-evolving, growing type of thing. And I think that's one reason it stays fresh. Right. Is because, yeah, you're holding on to something that was back here, but it's also new and exciting as you go on in life. So, man, coming out of the gate with a really good one. We just talked like 10 minutes on that. That was great. That's a tradition. It's <laughs> to go long. Um, okay, I want to talk about um, the fact that Christmas was not always on December twenty fifth. Yeah. Um, it may be a little bit of a little known fact for some of you that, um, as as hard as this may be for you to believe, when the first Christmas was talked about in the Bible, it did not mention December twenty fifth. No, it's not found there. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, most historians actually believe that Jesus may have been born in the spring, not the winter, and his birthday itself didn't become the official holiday for Christmas until the third century. Some historians uh, pose that the date was actually chosen because it coincided with the pagan festival of Saturnalia, yes, which honored the agricultural god of Saturn which with celebrating and gift-giving. Um, and so... It just happened to kind of all just kind of come together because of different reasons. It may have been political reasons. It may have been uh, convenience. But however it got to the point, number one, it doesn't matter what day specifically that Jesus was born on. No. We're still honoring that. Exactly. You know, that's what the whole purpose is. We're remembering that moment. 
we're celebrating that moment. It doesn't matter if it was, you know, in the middle of July. I've seen dates from people proposed from, you know, in January, spring, September, November. I've even seen some who take, you know, if you read through scripture, you, you know, Matthew chapter one, I think gives like this long lineage that you can follow and you can go back. I've seen a couple of people that have done some very detailed work that have tried to present a case that it's plausible that December 25th is just as good of a date as any. And they've done some interesting work linking some of these things. So we don't know for sure. No, don't make that, don't make that a big issue. You know, uh, just remember the fact that Christ was born. That's what we're celebrating. Yeah, don't get into a fight over it. It's no. not that big. That's not that important. That's not no. the big issue here. Yeah. Um, but uh, the day itself, you know, I, I like the fact personally that it's at the end of the year. Yeah. I think that's. I think it's an important part of it, and that may be why the end of the year feels so good and restorative. Um, we talked about this. I think we talked about this last week on the podcast. Was that, you know. This time of year, although it's busy and there's a lot of stuff going on, at the same time, it feels like life slows down a little bit. Yes. Um, there's just something about the, even though it's it's sometimes chaotic and busy and you got stuff going on every night and every weekend, at the same time, it feels like life slows down because people are nicer. You're more of a good mood. Um, you know, the music, you're, that's the one thing, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we both are, you know, work with churches and stuff like that and work with people. And I know we've both, you know, probably mentioned on more than one occasion that music has an, in, you know, a mentally impactful yes uh, into your health and stuff like that. And so if you're listening to a lot of music that may, you know, have certain language or is very aggressive or something like that, it affects you. That may be another reason that all the music you're listening this time of year is Christmas music, right. and it's uplifting and encouraging it and is. talking about how it's the most wonderful time. And so it may have an impact on your overall mood. And being at the end of the year, you're starting to think about next year and what you want to do different and resolutions. And so being on December 25th as it is now, I think uh, whether it was for political reasons or by accident, uh, ends up being a really good thing. It's, yeah, it's a great one. So that's number two. Uh, since you mentioned it, let's just go to number three and talk about Christmas music. Yes. Uh, since it's there. Um, because as you mentioned, Christmas music has an impact on people. Um, yesterday I was listening. I have a friend. Uh, he plays the guitar. Great. You know, after church yesterday, he's just playing his guitar. And he's just playing some classical type Christmas music on his guitar. And I just sat there just mesmerized, just, just listening because as he's playing some of these Christmas carols, they have a calming effect on you. They really do. And so I was just sitting there almost in a trance as he was just playing on his guitar some Christmas carols. Um, so I love the music at this time of year. Um, I don't. There's probably not a, a season throughout the year that gets its, as many songs as this season does. Um I've got my own Christmas playlist with just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. Um, if you had to name one or two or three or four mm, songs as your me. favorite, what is what are you some of your favorite Christmas songs? Oh, man. Um, okay, so I really enjoy um, one of the my favorite parts about Christmas music is like the minor keys oh, and yeah. those diminished stuff. 
Uh, I'm a music guy. And you so don't get that in a lot of others. You really don't. Um, I remember, you know, especially my teen teenage years when I would, you know, be able to go get my own CDs. Yes, kids, CDs were a thing back then. <laughs> Um, they were these little silver discs that uh, you put into a machine and it played music. Um, but I would go get these and just hearing those songs like uh, uh, What Child Is This? Yes. And Oh Come, oh, come, come yes. Emmanuel. And, uh, well, you know, those kind of songs uh, always just were really special to me. And, you know, the lyrics, yeah, they're great, but just the way they were composed and and the vibe that they put out there. It's its amazing how talking about such uplifting subject matter, you bring it down to a diminished and minor, and it, it just kind of has a really cool... And there's been some great musicians and artists who have done some really good things with those type of songs. Yes. Um, and so those have always... That style has always kind of been my jam. Um, I like the real dissonant, kind of ambient kind of Christmas music. Um but on the other side of it, also, I love like the party mixes and the up, you know, upbeats. And I, I don't, man, I don't know that I can narrow it down to just a couple. Um, it's very hard. Uh, Out of Christmas, okay, let's do it like this. When it comes to Christmas carols, I would probably say "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel" and "O Holy Night." Probably two oh, of my Night, fa- yeah. favorites. So in the Christmas man, carol, when it hits realm, that fall on your knees, yes. dude, you can do a lot with that. Yeah. So, in the Christmas carol realm, is there a particular Christmas carol that you enjoy hearing? I, I would probably say Oh Holy Night is probably the OG. Um, because it's got a little bit of everything. It does. It's got the uplifting moments. It's got the minor it's, chord. Yeah. It's got the, the build. It's got the breakdown. It's got... So, it's got a little bit of everything. And everybody knows it, too. Yes. You know, you're going to go Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel. A lot of it's people a lesser not, known one. Yeah. But... But you do a holy night. Everybody knows it. Everybody's covered it. Um, so if I'm going to go like him, Christmas Carol type, that's probably going to be the one I'm going to choose. Okay, secular Christmas songs and seculars. Yeah, <laughs> that wild music. Um, that's where it gets hard because there are so many good yes. ones. I mean, you're talking for me. White Christmas is one of the one of my favorites. Yeah, we knew that. Um, the Christmas song. You like anything by Michael Bublé too. If Michael Bublé sings it, I love it. I need to state for the record on this podcast for those that don't know me very well, Michael Bublé is just a knockoff of Frank Sinatra. I want to put that out no. there. What you say, it's a true story <laughs> and true fact. Michael Bublé, just a knockoff of Sinatra. That is so wrong. That is so wrong. Yes, it's not wrong. How is it wrong? It's a fact. He is the third greatest Christmas singer of all time. Oh, let me, can I guess? Yeah. Can I? Bing Crosby, number one. Uh-huh. Uh, your number two is interesting. I'm going to say... Um, chipmunks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who would... I would. I was thinking Buble would be your second. No. Celine Dion. <laughs> no, Frank. You're going to put Frank at number two. Yes. So you can... Uh, then you can say Buble is a knockoff of Frank. I can't say that. Yeah. No. You can say it. Come to the dark side. I I can't. Come on. I want to. I want to. I want. Before our friendship is over, we're both going to go. We're going to die together in a blaze of glory. He can do so much more with his voice and maybe some little bit of the effects that they can use. Yeah. He's in what? He is a product of, of the modern era. But he is good without auto tune. 
So is Frank. No, I understand that. But I think just vocally, Michael Buble could do more vocally than even Frank could. I'm not taking anything away from Frank. Okay, he's one I of mean, the greatest of all time. Yeah, I can, I can give you that. I mean, he's probably got a bigger range and probably, yeah. I think he's very, he's got a dynamic. But I'm talking the style he chose and the songs, his most famous popular songs are knockoffs of how Frank did it. So he is he is a great replica. He's a modern day knockoff version of Sinatra. That's a backhanded compliment. He's just a <laughs> modern day knockoff version of Sinatra. I just before we we leave, I need you to admit that and that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. If you can admit those two things, <laughs> we'll have a Merry Christmas. Uh, I I don't think so. No, um, I, I can't get there. You've also got like Chuck Berry with Run Run Rudolph. Um, you've got, um, Jingle Bell Rock. Um, uh, I think my favorite, uh, secular Christmas song, if we're going secular, if we're going to say secular is a uh, happy Christmas war is over. Um, so this is Christmas. I love that song. That's, that's one I put on repeat a lot. Um, John Lennon Maroon five does a really good cover of it. Modern. Um, there's a ton of good ones out I'll there. I'll be home for Christmas. That's a really good one. Um, um, Leslie Odom Jr. does a really good cover of that one. Um, yeah, man. Christmas songs. You get anxious listening, getting ready to listen to Christmas music. It signals the season is here. Yeah. Um, jingle Bells. You can't, you can't go without Christmas without talking about Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, Frosty, Rudolph. Those are kind of three. Blue Christmas, the Christmas song. Um, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, man. He had to make it in here somehow. Uh, I have a funny story about Jingle Bells. Um, Jingle Bells was actually... So, some astronauts... Um, and I'm trying to... I'm looking back at my... Okay, yeah. In 1965, nine days before Christmas, two astronauts aboard Gemini 6 suddenly sent an odd report to Mission Control. I love this story so much. They sent a report to Mission Control that they saw an unidentified flying object about to enter Earth's atmosphere, traveling around the polar orbit from north to south. You get where I'm going here? Yes. They interrupted their tense. I mean, they were really acting too, okay? Freaking out. They interrupted their report with the sound of jingle bells. <laughs> That's great. And uh, Wally uh, Sharara, uh, one of the astronauts, was playing a small harmonica and accompanied by Tom Stafford with a handful of small sleigh bills they had smuggled on board for that occasion. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that story so much. Uh, uh, oh, somebody I forgot to mention is Nat King Cole. Yes. He, he's, he's one of my favorite Christmas Chestnut artists. roasting. Um his version of Oh Holy Night and Oh Little Town of Bethlehem are two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Other, I just, I love his voice. You know, it felt like, of course, you've got all the classics. It felt like we went through a period there where modern, the, like the highest level of artists didn't really seem to do Christmas music. Right. Um, you know, back in the day when we're talking about Sinatra, you know, uh, Dean Martin, uh, Nat King Cole, Sammy, the Rat Pack, um, you know, Bing Crosby. 
those were like big name artists back yeah, in the day. Elvis. Yeah, Elvis, who did these Christmas music. And it seems like there was a Dark Ages, like Michael Jackson, and then there was Dark Ages, where like these modern day people just didn't really, they did Christmas album, and never really stuck. Right. It seems like we're having a little bit of resurgence. Yes. A lot of these uh, big names are coming out with Christmas albums. Uh, I mean, I mentioned Justin Bieber halfway joking, but he's got a Christmas album. Ariana Grande um, has a Christmas album. John Legend, uh, Ellie Goulding, Maroon 5, Coldplay, they all have Christmas songs and stuff they're putting out there. And I think the rise of streaming services is helping with that. That's helped. Because there's no risk for them. Has there been a bigger modern group, though, than Pentatonics? No. Yeah, for Christmas. They kind of took things, it feels like, over in the last few years. And I'm not a big acapella fan. No. But... You can't deny what they've done. Yeah, what the what they can do is is amazing. Yeah, and then you've got bands like Trans Siberian Orchestra and yes. Mannheim Steamroller, yes. who who do these instrumental pieces and kind of rock opera, a different vibe to it. My favorite instrumental though for Christmas music is Kenny G. <laughs> you know, people make fun of it all the time, but there's something relaxing that I find about his his sax. When it comes to Christmas music. Yeah. So I enjoy that. Well, and and I'll stop talking about Christmas music with this. The more genres are getting on board. You know, we mentioned the the rock opera, you mentioned Kenny G. One that's starting to pick up steam now is like hip hop and rap. Yeah. Is starting to get on board the the Christmas music. And I'm here for it, man. I I love it. I love, you know, the new Grinch movie that came out last year. Uh, they do a re- remix version uh, or a reboot version of Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And it's it pops, man. It's pretty good. It does. Um, there is a uh, you know a lot of Christian artists are hopping on. You know, hip-hop, Lecrae, Triple E, KB. Those guys put out a Christmas album last year. Um, that's really good, too. So, um, man, I'm glad you said Christmas music. Um, anything else on it real quick? No. Okay, um, I want to talk about um, the man with the bag, okay? Jolly old St. Nicholas. Um, we talked, I think we talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, you asked me, I'm going to ask you now, do you remember when, when you gave up the whole Santa thing? Okay, so uh, they just burst the bubble for me early. <laughs> did they really? They did. Um, <clears throat> so they just, they... And I don't even remember when it was, but so I grew up just knowing that Santa was a mythical person and they wanted to emphasize to me that we were celebrating Jesus. So that's what they did. And so it never really bothered me. Now, occasionally, you know, I would get a gift from Santa, but I always knew it was mom and dad that were doing it. Um, so I guess I just grew up knowing that Santa was mythical, um, but I never spoiled it for any friends or anything, yeah. you know, that knew it. Um, so I never really played into that uh, or thought that. But we, I always have enjoyed, you know, uh, we'd go to the mall, you know, and see a mall Santa or something. Yeah, you know, I might get a picture taken with him or something. Yeah. But you know, inside I knew, okay, he's, you know, just he's just acting. He's you know? just some out of work yeah. actor. So. That's okay. when it, it was spoiled for me. I guess probably you know three or four years old, something like that. <laughs> well, um, 
Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, was actually real. Yes. Uh, back in the day. Some of you may not know the story about it. St. Nicholas, um, he was not, though, a uh, bearded man who wore a red suit and had a long white beard. That came later. According to legend, the 4th century Christian bishop gave way to his abundant inheritance uh, to help the needy and rescued women from servitude. Um, as this story started, ma- I mean, you got to remember back then there wasn't social media. So this story got passed on to people by word of mouth. And this legend became, grew and stories of this man started to spread and got exaggerated. Uh, his name became Sinterklaas in Dutch. And that later morphed into Santa Claus. And then, um, if you picture Santa Claus right now, you're picturing this large man, with a big white beard, a very happy, jolly face, wearing a red suit with white furry trimmings and a red hat that looks like an old school nightcap with a little fuzzball <laughs> on the end of it. These big boots, a big belt, and he's probably holding an old Coca-Cola glass bottle. That's the Santa I always think of. And if you're picturing that, then you have Coca-Cola to thank for that. Yes, you do. Um, if you really want an idea of what, Santa Claus looked like before Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola rather, got its hands on it in uh, the early 20th century, then uh, you would be very surprised at what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, most of the pictures are of a, there may be a beard on there, but it's kind of scruffy. Yes. Um, a lot of the pictures I saw, it was there was no red to be found anywhere. No. It was like, you know, an overcoat, just, you know, just this peddler, you know? And I think that's where the, the, the song or the the language comes from in the night before Christmas is a peddler carrying his pack. He looks like almost like a homeless guy yes. who is walking around carrying this just brown bag. Uh, but that didn't sell. No, it didn't. I mean, you wouldn't buy something from that no. guy. So the Coca-Cola company had an artist, and I think I've got his name. If I, uh, yeah, an illustrator by the name of Haddon Sunblom. In 1931, to create and draw images of Santa for a magazine advertisement, and that's took off. Um, that Santa Claus sold Coca-Cola, made people think of who it was, and that's the image that people took off with and what has been widely adopted from that day forward. And like I said, when I think of, of Santa, my mind always goes to Coca-Cola. And one of my memories being a kid was at Christmas time, we would always go and dad would buy those cases of the glass bottle Cokes. Yeah. And it always had that Santa on those yeah. Coca-Colas. I'm a little disappointed. They don't have him on there now. Coke, you need to bring that back. Well, they've gone polar bear now. They have. And I don't know if they're, I don't know what the purpose is. I don't PC. know. If, I mean, it's a marketing thing. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. You can't, I mean, okay. I'm going to say this with all the political correctness I can. <laughs> um, history shows that this St. Nicholas was a white man. Yes. Okay. But again, you know, is it, we're talking about literal history. Yeah. Literal history is what we're talking about. I have no problem if people, you know, of different races and ethnicities and backgrounds want to, I mean, again, the, the people, the person of Santa Claus that we all know and love is is a mythical right legend okay so make him however you want to um 
but you're right. I mean, I understand why Coca-Cola might say, hey, in, to appeal to a broader audience, we can't corner ourselves into this one race and this one type of person. Uh, but, but my favorite Santa is that one. Yeah. There's all sorts of different variations of Santa that you see. And, you know, I prefer that one. He looks very jolly. Yeah. He's got the rosy cheeks. Oh, he's very happy. You know. You would not have a problem with him breaking into your house. No. There's if it was some that, of them that I've seen, and I'm kind of like, eh, that's a little sketchy. Yeah. If it's a creepy old dude, yeah, you're going you're gonna to pause and think yeah. for a second. So I want to believe that Mythical Santa is the Coca-Cola Santa. Yeah. Aaron, give us number five, if you will. Number five, Christmas Lights. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I didn't have that on my list. We went uh, a couple weeks ago, and I remember doing this from the time I was a kid. When when I was three years old, four years old, five years old, six years old, seven years old, we lived in Denver, Colorado. And so being in that large metro area, there were Christmas lights everywhere. And I remember being a young kid. I mean, there were people that really just got into the Christmas light spirit and just went crazy decorating their homes for Christmas with all of these light shows and stuff going on cars down the, down the streets waiting to get up there to see this. They'd have Santa Claus out there. They were doing all, you know, giving away cocoa, all sorts of stuff. So it just kind of became a tradition that we would drive through neighborhoods and look at homes decorated up for Christmas. And I'm sad to say that over the past 25, 30 years, it feels like I see fewer and fewer homes that get into, you know, putting out Christmas lights and stuff. And it makes me sad just a little bit inside because that's part of my childhood that I remember seeing neighborhoods. It was like it was kind of a neighborhood thing where everyone would decorate their homes up for Christmas. And so it's been it's become a little more difficult to go and find great areas around where I live to just go and view Christmas lights. But anytime we drive down a street, you know, and we see Christmas lights coming up, we just kind of slow down, take those lights in, enjoy them. A couple weeks ago, we were in Branson, Missouri. And they have some great light shows around town. Uh, we went and did uh, one of them. It was like a three-mile drive. They had all sorts of displays set up and lights and everything going. And it was just a lot of fun to go view the Christmas lights. We went to Silver Dollar City. They've got a brand new eight-story Christmas tree LED lights. It does all of these different things. They got shows going on on the tree. Man, it's just wow, it's awe-inspiring. And so the advancements in technology over the last 25, 30 years have made you know, Christmas stuff that much more amazing. Uh, I still have a few friends. They really get into the Christmas lights. They do up their homes big. You know, they advertise it, and uh, people will come, you know, and that you can t- tune your radio into it to listen to the Christmas music in sync with the lights going on. Yeah. I just, I love the Christmas lights. It is good. I mean, um, now I will agree with you. It seems like the number of people who are doing them is gone down, but the ones that do, it seems like there's an increased number of local people, just everyday people who are turning their Christmas display into shows. Yeah. Um, again, go back to Trans-Siberian Orchestra to thank for that yes. because that, you know, there was some viral videos that happened early in the two thousands about these houses that set their Christmas lights to the music of Trans-Siberian Orchestra and now, I mean, I know where we live, there's a couple of homes in town that yes. put on great Christmas shows with their lights. Yes. Um, and you can do some fun stuff with it. You, like you said, you turn your dial to a, a certain station and you can the music syncs up with what you're seeing. Um, 
and you can you can have some fun stuff. It is dangerous though. Um, I just I just saw this fact that um, uh, like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation, <laughs> um, the Consumer Product Safety Commission estimates that one. 14,700 people visit hospital emergency rooms each November and December from holiday-related decorating incidents. Wow. And so I'm guessing that's people falling off roofs. Probably. People electrocuting themselves, uh, hooking themselves with uh, stuff. So um, I know if you're listening to this now, chances are you have uh, already done I mean, it's Christmas Eve. Hopefully you've already done you've already Christmas done. decorating. Uh, but when you're taking them down, just be careful. Be very careful. Um, what's your, I think I've asked you this before, colored Christmas lights or white Christmas lights? Colored, colored, but I love them both. Yeah. It's hard for me to choose. We have a mix. We have both. Um, cause I just, I, I enjoy them all. Um, and as you've mentioned, we're both involved with churches. And so since we're here at Christmas time, I'm mentioning a few more religious things on the podcast than maybe we normally mention. But for me, when it comes to the Christmas lights, seeing them, it always reminds me, number one, that Jesus came as the light of the world. Yeah. And Preach. so I always enjoy seeing those Christmas lights, and that's something that just sticks in my mind. And then secondly, and this goes whether you're a religious person or a non-religious person, but we may live in a dark society at times, and it only takes one light to, to make a, a lot of you know, light shine, you can really brighten up the darkness if you'll just be a light. And so I enjoy the Christmas lights for those reasons as well. Yeah, that's good. Way to bring it back. Yeah. So good. Christmas lights. I love it. Okay. So it's time for a message break without a message. Um, so we're going to take five. Uh, I'm going to eat a Reese's Christmas tree. Yes. They're sitting right there. I'm those Hershey kisses with the almonds. Yeah. Uh, those are good commercials. I used to love those commercials, but where they made little, little bells. Jingle bells, yeah. yeah. That one last one at the end, we always just shake his little tail feather. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that was always one my of the favorite. best Christmas commercials ever. Yeah, that was always my favorite one. So we are going to take a couple of minutes and not a couple of minutes. It's really going to be like 20 seconds. But uh, we're going to go take a break and we'll be right back after this. Okay, we have made our way back inside from hanging Christmas lights. Without injury. Yeah, we are. We're not in the ER yet. Um, okay, for number six on our list, Aaron, I want to go from outside to inside with the decorations. Okay. And I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about, so this this is a twofer, um, Christmas trees and stockings. Ooh. Okay. I, these, ha- I had stockings on my list too. These are like two of the most iconic things you can think of when you yep. think of Christmas time. Um, a couple of uh, real fun facts that I, I pulled up here. Uh, if you think of a Christmas tree, you can thank Prince Albert for the, your tree. Um, 
Now, the origin of Christmas trees goes all the way back to ancient Egyptians and Romans who marked the winter solstice with evergreens as a reminder that spring would soon return. But it wasn't until Prince Albert of Germany introduced the tree to his new wife, Queen Victoria of England, that the tradition really took off. A drawing of the cupboard of the couple uh, in front of a Christmas tree appeared in Illustrated London News back in 1848. And as we say today, the idea went viral. The picture of them has their evergreen tree with little decorations on it. And so that's where we took off uh, with that. Likewise, stockings started by accident. According to the legend, we hang out stockings by the chimney with care thanks to a poor man who didn't have the money for his three daughters' uh, dowries. This generous old St. Nicholas uh, dropped a bag of gold down their chimney one night where the girls had hung their stockings to dry by the fire. And so the gold just happened to fall into the stockings, and that's where the tradition originally, allegedly, began. Okay, I want to just say I would be totally okay somebody (laughs) dropping some gold in my stocking this year. I would 100% be okay with that. Um, So, okay, first question I have to ask you. Do you guys do a real tree or a fake tree? Fake. Fake tree. Do you prefer fake, or is it just convenient? Uh, Probably prefer it. We like to keep our tree up quite a long time, That's as you true. know. Yeah. Um, real trees don't lend themselves to that very well. So the the fake tree it is. Okay. Um, now, you mentioned color light. You guys have color lights on your tree, don't you? Yes. Um, and you have a pickle on it. <laughs> yes. And the pickle's fake, right? It is fake. Okay. Yeah, it's a pickle ornament. It's a bear be weird with a Santa real. hat holding a pickle. Do you guys do anything? Like, are you pro tinsel? Are you yes? Love tinsel on the have tree. A certain theme. You, I mean, how does your no, tree? Give our, us a our tree. I always just kind of like an old fashioned tree where you know we just we like to collect Christmas ornaments when we we do a lot of traveling. You know, each year, so we like to you know pick up an ornament from wherever we've been. Um, you know, whether it's uh, Colorado or a park somewhere or a state. You know, we've got all sorts of different things. So those go on the tree, and it just kind of helps us to remember places we've been and things that we've done. Uh, you know, we've got an ornament with a picture from when we got engaged. You know, so we have different sentimental ornaments like that. Uh, there's ornaments for each of the sports teams that I'm a fan of, you know. So okay. you got the Razorbacks and the Broncos and the, uh, the, the Rangers, you know, um, the Thunder. So... It just kind of tells a story, I think, of yeah. things that are important to us. That's cool. Rather than, you know, and I've got, I know a lot of people, my mom's done this several times where each year they'll do a different kind of theme on the yeah. tree. Ours is just kind of more, you know, let's put all of these things that we've collected. And so it's just kind of a hodgepodge of random things, but it tells a story to us and they're unique. I think we've got a, we've got a fish that you brought back from China to us. Oh yeah. You know, that's on the tree. Yeah. Um, you know, so stuff that other people have given us. Uh, that is just kind of special. We put that on the tree and, you know, it helps us to remember those times. And of course we do put the tinsel on tree. I love tinsel. I, I know people that hate the stuff. Yeah. And I'm it, one of them. It, it can get everywhere. Yeah, it can be a little much. messy, but I mean, we don't just put globs of it on, but I think some strands of the tinsel when it hits the lights hit it. Oh yeah. It just something kind of magical happens yeah, with it, it. I mean, it does look great. It's just, it's more than I want to mess with. And then of course I am pro, star on top of the star tree. on top yeah that's okay. that's my go-to yeah um we i have done a i can't remember what we did when we were a kid i think we got 
a few real trees when I was a kid at some point. We we ended up going fake tree. I did a real tree um, our first, my first year, me and my brothers kind of our year out on our own. Um, we we had a house, and so we went like, hey, you know, we're bachelors. Let's let's do something different. Let's go cut down a tree like men. Right. And uh, that thing was, it got everywhere. <laughs> Those little needles, uh, the evergreen needles everywhere. We had to keep it watered. It yes. ended up drying out at the end. It was just, it was so much work. And so we've always, me and Lauren have always had a fake tree. Um, nowadays, pre-lit. Um, that's, man, that's a game changer. Okay, Pre-lit see. Christmas tree. Is amazing. Ours used to be a pre-lit tree. And they run out. <laughs> and then it quit. Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing I've seen with the pre-lit trees is they always seem to go out. So yeah. we have now spent like five years. Each year we just continue to cut wires out of the yeah. tree and take them <laughs> off. So it's almost completely D pre-lit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we usually, we're white light people. Um, that's just, I guess that's just what we've, we've always done. Um, Lauren Lauren usually decorates the tree. She did it at her one of her previous jobs. Um, that's what she worked at a Hallmark store for a while, and so you know Christmas is like it for them. And right. So she got all the experience on decorating trees and stuff, and so that carried over into our home. Um, we we don't necessarily go theme. I guess you could say we go theme wise sometimes. She you know a certain color scheme or something like that she'll do right now. We've got that red and black plaid stuff, uh, on different parts of our tree. Seen several people. Um, we, there are certain ornaments that we'll do like you do that have special meaning to us that we'll put on there every year. But for the most part, most of them are just generic, you know, ornaments. Um, we've got one from when we, our first Christmas together, we've got, uh, she hand painted a couple and gave, she, you know, Razorback, you know, right. hand painted ornament on there. So we've got a couple special ones on there, but for the most part, um, it's it's pretty generic. Um, stocking wise, I think I mentioned it earlier in the podcast that you know we have just generic, you know, pretty stockings uh, on the fireplace, um, and then we have you know some different stockings that we'll actually use that are a bit more they're bigger and more utilitarian. Um, what about you guys for stockings? Uh, we each have some really nice stockings. I'm very particular about the way my stocking feels. Oh yeah. I have this thing. I hate the way some of these, I just hate the feel of, of some of them. They just feel cheap. And so we purchased some really nice stockings. They're almost made out of like a sweater material. Okay. And they've got really great stretchability. Yeah. So you can really stuff stuff into them. My problem is, and I was going to mention this later. And since we're talking about, I'll just throw it in here. Um, I love stocking stuffers. I think they're a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, ours have kind of grown over the years because I remember as a kid, you know, I'd always get the Pez dispenser. Yeah. That was like a, an apple and an orange. An apple and an orange. Yeah. Always had to have that in there. Um, you know, just a few little random things like that. And so we still do that. But our stocking stuffers have kind of grown. And in fact, I mean, I've got one stocking stuffer that's like three times the size of the stocking <laughs> um, that won't fit. So our stocking stuffers are kind of morphed into like small little gifts yeah. almost. Lauren does the same thing. Yeah. So I, I love that. Um, and um, I have seen at a, at a Christmas store this past fall in Denver, I saw some giant stockings about the size of that guitar case there thought now that is a stocking wow man that would be you just put all the presents in the stocking at that point 
okay, that's all I got for trees and stockings. Give us number seven, Aaron. Uh, giving presents, giving back, giving time, just giving in general at this time of year. Uh, it's one of the things that we know that uh, the Christmas season is all about is giving. And I think it's part of what helps people maybe kind of reset in their minds. We get so busy, people, you know, today, uh, things can be very depersonalized. But when it comes to this time of year, we really begin thinking about giving to others and the importance that that should be in each of our lives. And once we start thinking about other people and giving to them, it's kind of hard to go around being a Grinch when you're thinking about giving and the needs of others and how you can do things for people. And so even if you don't have the money to go out and just buy a ton of gifts to people, there's a lot of ways that we can give during this season. And honestly, it's something we should do all year long, but especially in this season, there's things that you can do for people. You can give, you can make things for people. You may have a special talent at that that giving to me is one of the great things of the Christmas season. And so it's special in my mind. We always try to find some way that we can give to others um, and try to and try to bless people. Uh, you know, this is one of the seasons, um, you know, where we may find somebody who's their family struggling. We may try to help them in some way. Some years we've provided groceries for people so they could have a good Christmas dinner, different things like that. And it really feels good to be able to give. And many times we'll try to do it without those people even knowing that it came from us. We may just take stuff, drop it at their door, you know, just to be anonymous because it makes us feel good. And we're not looking for any of the credit out of it. We just want to give to other people because we've been blessed. So we want to be able to bless other people. That's one of my favorite things this time of year. Yeah, giving is great. I, honestly, I, I, I mean, I love getting some stuff from time to time. And I always appreciate, you know, when I'm given a gift, but I get more enjoyment out of giving. Oh, and yeah. I hate shopping. Yes. I, mean, I hate shopping for stuff, but I love being able to, just, you know, on Christmas morning, seeing my wife or my parents or my brother or somebody like that open a gift that, you know, I got them. Um, I prefer that over opening a gift and yes. receiving something. 100%. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not saying that just to sound, you know, like a martyr or something, you know, just to be, you know over spiritualize something but uh i always feel awkward opening gifts in front of people anyway right i don't know what to do with my face uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. so I, I love giving gifts um there is something special about giving something back um you know any you know, i've had interns over the years and I've, I've challenged them to hey you know especially this time of year just drop off a gift card uh, yeah and I, I had some up one of them uh took a picture they they just went to like chick-fil-a got a gift card and put it under somebody's windshield wiper you know just right. as a merry christmas you yes. know from i don't want any credit just here and that kind of st- those small things you know buying somebody's you know the drink behind you at some, some yes. starbucks um random act of kindness like that goes a really really long way and again that kind of helps us to put us in that when we talk about christmas spirit and being in a christmas mood I think that's really what it is. That's what it boils down to when we begin to give and we focus on others because especially in 2019 headed into 2020, I don't know if there's ever been a time more when people have been more focused on themselves. But when it comes to this point of year, we really do begin to think about other people. Yeah. 
And we'd be a lot better off as a society if we lived every single day that way, yeah, honestly. That's, you know, that's it, very true. And so I think that's what helps us at this time of year is that we quit being so selfish. And I mean, I remember as a kid how exciting it was to get those presents. But like you said, man, it is so much fun now. And I'm not the biggest fan of shopping. And we've gone shopping together. Yeah. We know about how this yeah. is. But it is fun to be able to buy stuff for other people uh, when you when you know or at least you think that you've bought something that yeah. they will enjoy and get use out of. It just makes you feel good on the inside. It does. And even though, you know, I, I think one of the reasons I hate shopping so much, and I was thinking about this today, I am, you know, I'm, I may get my wife eight to 10 gifts. I want 70% of them to be home runs. You know, right. You, you put, I overthink it and I want them to be like, I want her to open it and start crying every gift, you know? <laughs> and I was thinking today, I was like, maybe I should lower my expectations and have a couple singles in there, you know, exactly. a, a, a double every once in a while, just yeah. get a base hit. You uh-huh. know? And, uh, but I mean, that's, that's part of it. You, you, when you care more about the giving side of stuff, you're going to want to put more thought into it. You want it to mean more than just, oh, here's just something. Now give me what's mine. Right. You you want to put a little bit more extra into what you're giving out to somebody else. And again, even if you don't have the resources to give great things, you can give things like your time to yeah. people. You know, uh, Do but, something nice for somebody. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that you can get involved in your community, in your churches, uh, even in your family, just to be able to give and to put other people ahead of yourself at this time of year. Love it. Okay. Number eight, taking a hard right turn from that, um, ugly Christmas sweaters. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so this has become a massive trend um, as of late. Um, the thing is, you know, sweaters, Christmas sweaters have been around forever. And if we're being honest, they were always kind of ugly. They were ugly. always ugly. But for some reason, over the last 10, 20 years, it has turned into overdrive. Um, a lot of people credit the start of the very twinklings of the beginning of this to the late great, I'm saying late great, not because he's dead because he's in prison, Bill Cosby, (laughs) Um, because is he in prison? Yes, he is in prison, isn't he? Okay. Uh, Bill Cosby was the modern day pioneer of this trend. uh, An ugly sweater icon, Cliff Huxtable, his uh, in the 80s sitcom was the family man uniform that the ugly sweater was the his uniform um and you know chevy chase and national lampoon's christmas vacation um neil in the santa claus exactly so i think the nostalgia of all those things for the people our age and so in the early 2000s um you know millennials the millennial generation started taking that and saying hey that's kind of funny you know and started getting creative with it yes and so to the point that today there are ugly Christmas sweater parties. Yes, there are. Um, there, I mean, any pop culture reference will have an ugly Christmas sweater. Um, Elf, you know, yes. has you know ugly Christmas sweaters. Star Wars has ugly Christmas sweaters. A Stranger Things. I mean, you name it. There is an ugly sweater for it. Some of them are ridiculous. Some of them are now pricey and expensive as well. Yes. Um, they are adorned with bells and lights and bows and ribbons and trinkets. Uh, Jimmy Fallon every year now does the 12 days of Christmas sweaters on his show where the 12 shows leading up to Christmas break. Uh, he will has this big ornate 
thing with a bunch of doors on it. He'll randomly pick somebody in the audience and give them the craziest, ugly sweater he can. So Christmas sweaters have become culturally as big as Christmas trees and stockings now. It's gotten to the point where in the past, you know, if you were going to do an ugly Christmas sweater party or something, you didn't really want to go spend 20 or 30 bucks on a sweater. Yeah. And so I know a lot of people, they would go to like thrift stores yeah. and, and buy them. You the thrift stores have caught on to this now. Yeah. And even at thrift stores, you'll find expensive Christmas sweaters, yeah. you know, because people have realized this is a huge hit, yeah. you know, so it's gotten very difficult. It really has. You know, to go find an ugly um, Christmas sweater without spending a lot of money. If you want to find a really good one, here's the advice that we have. Go to something after Christmas. Yes. Um, around New Year's, you can find some, that's what I, one of my favorites right now. It's, it's a picture of an elf or it's an image of an elf with a empty glass and a big a tipped over carton of eggnog and at the bottom of it just says nogged out <laughs> and that's my favorite ugly christmas sweater right now and i got it for like five bucks because it was january and it was on sale and we bought it and i had to wait a whole year to wear it but, but it was worth it. it was worth it it's even gotten to the point where now you see in a lot of stores ugly christmas suits yes yeah and i own a couple of them yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, know um, so they have just gotten ridiculous. I mean, and you've heard people say things like, oh, you know, that, that dog is so ugly, it's cute. I mean, that's kind of where we've gotten with the ugly Christmas sweater stuff is they're so ugly, they're they're cute now. Yeah, it's just part of our everyday stuff now. So um, Christmas sweaters, number eight for me. Give us number nine, Aaron. Number nine, uh, Christmas parties. Oh, yeah, speaking of it. Uh, you know... You go, you hang out with your friends. You may wear an ugly Christmas sweater. You're going to eat party food. Sausage balls, as, as you've mentioned. Um, those little Smokies. Um, desserts. Christmas cookies. You're going to have all sorts of Christmas cookies. Uh, we're doing Christmas cookies. It's something that's kind of like one, been one of our traditions the last two or yeah. three years where we decorate Christmas cookies. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. So it you is. go to the Christmas party. What's your, what's one of your favorite Christmas party type foods? Foods? Um, man, I, it's hard to beat cookies. Um, any kind of cookie, chocolate chip cookie, the little sugar cookies with the Hershey kiss in the middle of it. Yes. Uh, brownies. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat the desserts at a Christmas party. It is. One of my favorite savory things, and we do these several times, but especially at Christmas parties, we'll take those jalapenos, cut them in half, put some cream cheese in oh, there, yeah. wrap bacon the around jalapeno them. Popper. Yes, sir. Man, those things are good. That and uh, 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 pigs in a blanket with a little cocktail weenies. Yes. Yeah, I love those things, man. Yes. Um, so party food like that, just little finger things where you can just eat a whole lot of it. And you don't realize how much of it you're eating at yeah. the time because they're small. So it's like, oh, this they're, they're not much fat or calories because right. they're yeah. small. Uh, cream puffs, you know, all this stuff at Christmas parties are fun. And then you get the Christmas party games, which are just a blast, you know. And I feel like they get crazier and stupider each year, you know. Yeah. Um, you have a favorite Christmas party game that you've done? Um, we love Dirty Santa. Yes. You know, it's where, and now it's especially good when you find that sweet spot between a really 
funny gag gift, but it's also something that's kind of practical. Right. Because that's when it gets stolen the most and it gets fun and it's, it's exciting. Um, we are actually right now, um, we're going to, I mean, we talked about, we're having our own little Christmas party tonight and that will be, uh, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, that will be our fourth Christmas party. Four out of six. We're, we're doing wow. six straight nights of, of parties. Ooh. And uh, so it tis the season for us. You for will sure. be knocked out yeah, coming into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dirty Santa. Love it. Um, Fishbowl. You ever played Fishbowl? Yes. Uh, love that game too. Of course, you know, you can't go wrong with like Pictionary or Charades no. or Taboo or something like that too. We did one of those Christmas gift games a year or two ago where... Someone reads the story, and every yes. time it says left or right, yes. you pass a gift left or right. That one was a lot of fun yeah, as well. It's a lot you of know. fun. I love writing them. I get a kick out of just writing them. One of my favorite things is watching people get confused. You know, they'll be trying to pass them, and suddenly <laughs> they forget which way they were going. You know, uh, so Christmas parties are just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, i tell you something really fun for a Christmas party also. If you've got an Apple TV download and you have friends with iPhones download this app called song pop party. Um, it has become one of our favorite party games that we play here. We play, we have, we have people at our house a lot and that game always gets brought up and there's a holiday section on it. And, uh, so you, it plays a clip of a song and you got to swipe up down to the right, left. Uh, and the first one to guess the song uh, gets a point and if you guess the song correctly you get certain amount of points but you guess the fastest you get more points and so it's just something fun it kind of brings it to the modern area there's another game where you we might play this tonight because we played it yesterday it was amazing uh, where you are uh, using emojis oh to guess christmas movies and christmas okay traditions oh and, i love that yeah so little games like that where you can just all gather around play hang out laugh at each other because there's stupid stuff that gets brought up exactly people are making fools of themselves but they don't care because they're just having a good time exactly love it love christmas parties um are we already at number 10 we're at number 10 already it's been an hour but um is it me at number 10 it's you at number 10 you get to close out this christmas episode man so much pressure um don't let us down uh don't, don't give me that um okay I'm going to close us out with something that I love a lot. And that is, I want to talk. Pie. I do want to talk about food. Is is that okay? Yes. Can we talk about food It's always for a okay to talk about food. Okay. I, I was hesitating whether or not to do it or not because I feel like it, number 10 deserves more attention than that. But... I mean, you can't talk about a holiday without talking about food. No. Um, it's what brings a lot of us together. You've got turkey. You've got ham. You've got goose. Have you ever done a goose? I haven't, but it's like one of those traditional, the Christmas goose, right? You hear that yeah. talked about a lot. Christmas I've Carol. never had one. Yeah. Um, this time of year, you're always thinking about, at least I feel like you're always thinking about two things, baked goods and candy. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit and you you know, you get some of that stuff in your stocking. I always get candy in my stocking. Those uh 
how there is nothing more iconic in a stocking than the M and M's in a candy cane shaped plastic container. Yes, everybody gets those. Um, Reese's, you know, Reese's has capitalized more, I think, on Christmas candy than anybody else. Yes, they have. You can get the miniature versions, the one that looked like the bell, the Christmas trees, the snowmen, um, popcorn balls. Mm. Okay, people hanging them from their tree. Okay, have y'all ever done strands of popcorn on your tree? No. My wife did it though, really? and my dad remembers doing that, um, stringing popcorn. Yeah, um, I think I mentioned it. You know, I mentioned it early when we were talking about traditions. But we do a big breakfast on Christmas. We do crab legs and stuff on Christmas Eve. Sausage balls. I love a sausage ball. Yes, and it's the only time of year you eat them, or at least I do. It's the only time of year I eat them. Yeah, I I can remember having them at a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Um. But breads and cakes and pies, baked things. This yeah. is the season of baked it is, goods, man. It's just just that warmth, hot cocoa. Um, how do you like your hot cocoa? Hot. <laughs> I like it. Like just straight up hot cocoa, or are you adding whipped cream or marshmallows, extra fudge, peppermint. Erica adds marshmallows to ours. Uh. We like hot cocoa so much, I ordered a big 40 sampler pack off of Amazon a couple weeks ago of the of the K-Cups. They go in your oh, Keurig. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's just all sorts of, there was like Reese's flavored, there's Charleston Chew, um, Mexican spiced hot chocolate, so there's Junior Mint, there's all sorts of different hot chocolate pods that we got. So we've just been trying some of these different hot cocos. Uh, I don't think it's however you like your hot cocoa. There ain't a wrong way There's to drink your hot now. cocoa. Um, all right. I'm going to give you, I'm gonna, we're going to go ra- a little bit rapid okay. fire here. Um, and you're going to tell me which one you prefer more. Um, pumpkin pie or chocolate pie? Chocolate. Um, ham or turkey? Ham. <laughs> hot cocoa or eggnog? Eggnog. Oh, really? Yeah. Over hot cocoa? Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, Christmas breakfast or Christmas lunch or dinner? Dinner. Dinner? Okay. Um, cookies or candies? Cookies. Um, peppermint or spearmint? Oh, spearmint. Really? Yeah. Like just in all the way or just at Christmas time? No, all the time. If I have a choice like between a, like a wintergreen or peppermint, I'm going to choose the spearmint stuff over the peppermint uh, stuff. Sugar cookie or gingerbread cookie? Oh man, ah, gingerbread. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, <laughs> I thought I'd get you on that one. Uh, real quick, a uh, little fact about uh, eggnog: uh, the settlers of America, uh, or the settlers, created the first American batch of eggnog. Jamestown settlers created uh, this batch, although it did not taste like the way we would think of it today with the egg-centric concoction. The word nog comes from the word grog, and that is any drink made with rum. So technically, the early nog did not require the rich, milky base we now recognize on grocery store shelves. Um, I like eggnog now. I used to not, but I do now for some weird reason. I've always enjoyed it, uh, sans the alcohol. Yeah. Um, 
But my, this is the first year I've ever done it where we've made homemade eggnog. I know, I'm excited to try it. And it's it. the it's it's my favorite thing. Uh, has it got any f- spices or anything in it? There is some nutmeg in it. My wife does not like nutmeg, so I went light on the nutmeg, but I always set the nutmeg out to the side so those who enjoy a little more holiday spice to it can, you know, dust the top of their holiday drink with a little more of the that holiday flavoring. I love it. Um, this one doesn't really lend itself to any honorable mentions, but do you got any? No, j- just family time. Yeah. You know, it's just, just kind of a, you know, you get to see, cherish it. Right. You know, we're just having fun, seeing, seeing our friends, things like that, um, playing games. So it's just a, it's a good time. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. What do people need to do right now? Give us a five star rating, leave us a review and tell your friends all about the 10 things podcast. Yeah. Short and sweet, nice and simple. Uh, be sure to follow us on the social medias, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, at 10 Things Podcast. Uh, let us know what your favorite Christmas traditions are, some of the things that you love about Christmas. Um, we want to hear from you. Let us know if we left anything off of our list that you would love to know about. I can't imagine a more comprehensive list than what we just provided about Christmas. No, I mean, we kind of covered everything. Um, From start to finish. Everything about it. Um, And if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, I know our our stats, our analytics tend to show that a lot of people listen to uh, this on Wednesdays. So Mm. if you're listening to it on Wednesday, maybe you're driving to grandma's house or the in-laws, or you just can't stand to be around your kids right now, (laughs) that they're playing with their noisy toys. They're playing with all the new noise stuff that you got. Uh, Then uh, we hope you're having a great Christmas no matter where you're at. Um, and be sure to spend a little extra time with family. Yes. Um, enjoy it. You know, you're, this is going to sound really sappy, but you, you don't know what's going to happen next week or tomorrow. So enjoy it while you've got it. And, uh, maybe this has been a hard day for you. Uh, we're thinking about you and we want you to have the best day you can have. Take time to reflect on the whole reason for the season. Yeah. The reason the season. Soak Uh, it all in. Yeah. It's the whole purpose that we do it is to remember, uh, what God did for us. So. Enjoy it. Eat a little extra today. Don't worry. Nothing has calories on Christmas. No, we'll talk about that after the first of the year. Yeah. All right. We can't wait to talk at you next week for the 10 things. My name is Craig. I'm Aaron. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.